what is the point of setting your alarm for six o'clock? Because we both know you're not getting up at six o'clock. Never. It just doesn't happen. The alarm goes off. One day, I mean, it could happen. (laughs) One day it will happen. It's never. I will get up at the time I set my alarm for. Never. It's it's a tradition now though. I get up. It makes it's reset a, the alarm. Yeah, except for it wakes me up. Like that's what pisses me off. Like I don't care if you want to sleep in, sleep in, but set your alarm for the time that you are going to want to wake up. Don't set it, have it go off and then I have to wake you up and get you to turn your alarm off cuz you you won't move. The alarm will just be going off and I will have to say, No, I get up. It usually no, wakes you me up. Don't. And then I, no, and then I... you really though? Can you just not lie? Because the truth <laughs> is is that you don't wake up. I have to like nudge you and ask you to turn the alarm off and then I'm awake. And then I'm just like, damn it, I only have like forty minutes or an hour left to sleep, so No. And then I just like sit there and I try to get back to sleep and then I can't. No, you're dreaming, Fran. No, I'm, you are, (laughs) you are so full of it. All you can do is laugh because you know it's true. Plus make a joke about dreaming. What? It was genius. You missed it. It's okay. Oh, you're dreaming. Yeah, that was a terrible joke. It was not (laughs) not funny at all. Okay, why don't you intro the show? (laughs) (laughs) You love doing this. Because you were so magnificent. I have, the it, last written, time I have I it written down. I have a script now. No, you now. don't. I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this is Last Name Basis. Nice. Um, should we do a theme song? You're supposed to do the theme song. Give us some, take us in, Fran. Tell me what the, um, oh. tell me what genre this week's theme song is in. Oh. I, P.S., I love this game, if you can't tell. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> We can all tell how much you love singing. I've been right. I wrote like four theme songs. Well, let's week. hear what you have since you, you know, since you've, <laughs> since you prepared ahead. It's no longer improvised, though. No, I, I didn't say it was improvised. I saw you at the keyboard last night, <laughs> your headphones on, trying new things, pretending I was on Empire. <laughs> yes. I was like, drip, drop, last name basis, drip, drop. <laughs> that was good. Was that one of the things you wrote last no, night? <laughs> no, that was that was a riff on Empire, but you don't watch that show. So no, you don't even I did know. once. Mm-hmm. I did at its peak. Okay, can we just go back? Okay. Am I going to sing one of the theme songs that I came up with, or are you going to tell me a genre, and then I'm going to do a theme song based on the genre that you tell me? Okay, I want... I want um... I have like my fingers crossed. <laughs> I, want, I want like alternative. I want like grunge era alternative. Grunge? Did you think this was going to be easy? Well, last time you gave me like Taylor's or not Taylor Swift, you gave me country. Yeah, and was... you did Taylor Swift. <laughs> and Taylor Swift is country. I don't know if you know that. But I she, actually, I really didn't. She is. I thought she was just like pop, basically. She is. She's pop now, but she started as country. Oh, okay. So we learn something new every day. Can we not do grunge? I don't like grunge. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how to do like. Got a last name and a first name. I'm a skatehole and a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> Were those words? Yeah, you know what that was? Yeah, I do, but you have a last name, you have a first name. A mosquito and a beetle. Isn't that, isn't that what he says in that song? A mosquito and a beetle. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what? I don't think so, but <laughs> wait, you know, we'll take it. Wait, it's okay. That's so that's uh smells like teen spirit. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is what does Kirk Cobain actually say? I'm not even sure. Okay, the other I'm song- sure I did. I I must have known it one time. Hold on. 
No, you go ahead. I don't want to spend time thinking up lyrics. Okay, so my other theme song. So you're just going to completely? Oh, I guess you tried. Barely. I did. I did try right. a, a mosquito and a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I really want someone to look up what the real lyrics are because I'm pretty sure those are not. <laughs> someone will. Someone knows them right those now. Are not real lyrics. As they listen to it, they'll they'll tell us on Twitter. Okay. Um. You know what? I won't do another theme song. I'll just if it comes to me, maybe it'll be my outro. No. No. I'm vetoing the outro. So you just want me to do it right now? Please, yeah. I want to hear I want to hear all the you've hyped it up, you've been talking about you it. You and me we should be on a last name basis. Oh, I like that. Thanks. It's like Gwen Stefani meets last name basis. <laughs> you really you started out doing just uh, <laughs> uh what was the song? Uh oh my gosh now now it's like gonna escape me uh don't speak right you start out just doing don't speak mm-hmm. is this is this how you've written all of your other <laughs> is it just is this just another they're, song and then you just shove last just, name basis in yeah there? they're all just I just wrote all of my theme songs this week based on impressions that I can do mm-hmm. and I just tried to sing our theme like various last name basis theme songs around like different singers that I like okay or some that I don't like. Well, let's move on <laughs> because oh, that was a great segue. It was uh, it was fantastic while it lasted. Okay. Well, what do you have for us this week? I've got lots and lots of stuff. It's amazing how much stuff I have. I'm just gonna tell you about the stuff. Okay. Well, the study shows <laughs> that I have so much stuff this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a study that says from Cosmopolitan France that beards contain more germs than most toilet seats. That's not true. That's not true. Unless you've been sitting on the beard. <laughs> unless, unless you've been giving well, mustache rides. Oh, ew. That's really gross. Mm. Um, milk has also been known to get trapped in beards and become rancid. Dirt, but whose germs, beard, grease. Which whose beards are they polling for this? I'm just telling you that these are things that you might want to think about. They took your, a survey of what nasty the dirtiest, little face, the dirtiest <laughs> beards on the planet. <laughs> I I practice I practice high level beard care. You do? No. What are things? <laughs> but I but I wipe my face. I mean, <laughs> it's not okay. It's in, not that hard. In, I mean. It, it, you know how much milk you have to spill yeah, into your beard really, for it really to gross. turn in there? I feel like there's curdle? I feel like there's areas in Williamsburg where you could pay for like beard milk. Oh. <laughs> there is. There it's is. like beard cheese. They just you, they just you walk up and they just ring it for you right there so you know it's fresh. <laughs> it's like it's like some like folk band in Williamsburg and they just like dip their beards in milk. That's so freaking gross. I don't even know if this is real. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I what are you talking about? <laughs> I got this from like I saw this scrawled on a bathroom wall somewhere. You're, you're reading I, the Onion reported earlier. <laughs> Okay, what about, I also found, I just brought a bunch of facts about beards. Okay, I like it. I don't know why. Because I, mean, I, I have a beard, so I, you know I'm interested. Thing, I really love your beard, and at first uh-huh. I wasn't sold on it, remember? But then, you know what, though? You keep getting sick. Ooh, it's like kissing it's the, a toilet seat. Ew, baby. I have a potty mouth. You, <laughs> you're not selling um, any of us getting like mushy and lovey. That nasty beard. That's all I'm gonna be thinking about now. Like those commercials where like the, the toilet talks. No, those oh. commercials where they go inside the lungs and it's a bunch of like boogers and stuff, and they're all like, they're like "What are you?" Oh, the phlegm, the mucus guys. The mucus. Yeah, guys. I know what you're talking now about. Now I'm gonna like envision those in your beard. 
It's really gross. There are actually gross. people that are legitimately afraid of beard. It's called pongophobia. Pogophobia. They're just terrified of beards. It's the heightened fear of beards leading to nausea, sweating, and rapid breathing. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Being... It's a tough world. You couldn't live in Williamsburg. <laughs> you would have to stay far, far You'd away from that You'd have to go to Jersey. Area. <laughs> Do people have beards in Jersey? No, they don't have beards. The only people with beards in Jersey are the ones that have spilled over from Williamsburg they got to pushed, get cheaper rent. They got pushed out. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I don't the know. Ne the neo-hipsters over there. Yeah, when did beards become so cool? I don't know. They've always been around. I mean, you know, they just kind of grow if you don't do anything. It just yes. pops up. Well, I know how beards really have come to be. I'm just saying that recently... I suddenly see like a lot of dudes rocking facial hair. Not just recently. It's, I think it's been. In the past like five years. Right? Interesting. We moved to New York about five years ago. So no, We've been in New York almost seven years, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, we moved here. In... No, it was about six. We moved here in 2009. Well, I think the increase in, in beard visibility for you definitely had to do with New York. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. They're not popular in South Florida. Clean-shaven oh, faces yeah, yeah, are yeah. really popular people in are, South Florida. I would love to hear from other people if beards are popular where they live because it definitely is a New York thing. I think in Florida you can't rock a beard because it's too hot. I mean, granted, I've never had a beard, so I don't really know. <laughs> but I would think that if your beard was going to get smelly and gross, uh -huh. Florida would be the place for that to happen. Right. I was just thinking, I was thinking, right, because, you know, there's the term beard. Right, like when it, like when you are pretending to be in a relationship with someone that's gay, and yeah. you're just you're their beard. Yeah, and like, I was just interpreting everything you were saying in that context, like hot and sweaty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like your beard gets hot and sweaty. You can't have a beard in Florida because it'll it'll turn. <laughs> Ew, it'll spoil. That's really gross. Um, <clears throat> this week was the fifth year anniversary of Obamacare being signed into law. Right, and um. In my segment about people saying silly, ridiculous things on the Internet, a um, Republican congresswoman, Kathy Morris Rogers, went on her Facebook page and asked fellow Americans to share their Obamacare horror stories with her and on the website. Uh -oh. She wanted to know from people if their taxes had turned into a nightmare or you're facing skyrocketing premiums or your employer has reduced your work hours. I want to hear about it. So I can better understand the challenges right. that you are facing. Right. Okay. So I can so I can I can better make a big stink of this thing that's great for everyone. Well, that was what Almost was everyone. so awesome is that all of the comments this Facebook post has like over three thousand shares and thousands of comments, and almost all of them are positive about how great Obamacare has been for them. You know, like my cousin was able to get affordable insurance That's despite awesome. a pre-existing condition. I'm so grateful. And, you know, <laughs> other people are incredible. like, oh, well, you have government health care, but you want to cancel it for others. That's so helpful of you. Um, it just it, it just completely backfired. And it was awesome. So um, I just think this is like one of those examples of people just hating on it because it's called Obamacare. I think that that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's what people are mad about is that it comes from Obama. Like, they don't, they're, I, I don't know that they have it's, anything to really be that upset about. They, uh, 
big business potentially does. It's definitely an affront to some Republican ideals generally. And the fact that it was passed by the first black president or that it was pushed by the first black president and that it that it took on the name Obamacare, which I don't know, the Republicans may have been behind. Yeah, no, they they definitely decided to call it Obamacare so it could have like negative implications. Exactly. And it's just it's it's Republicans being Republicans. I, I'm not saying that it's great for everyone. And there are, in principle, some some people I could see ha- taking issue with it. Um, but my personal perspective is if we are one of the wealthiest nations in the world, we should use those resources to take care of our people in every way possible. Right. And, and it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, there are American principles, fundamental American principles that say, hey, you know, this is a free country and freedom means you do for yourself. Right. And I understand that and I respect that. And what that does, it breeds competition and it makes us want to be better. And yeah, that's, but that's in theory, because there are lots of people that get ahead without doing the work. And there are lots of people who struggle to get ahead because of like institutional racism and just like all of these outside forces that they can't do anything against. So like in theory, you know, everybody, it's a free country. Everyone should be able to do what they want. But we have a system where, you know, you can get sick prior to Obamacare and you could die because you couldn't afford health care. And from like regular things that you shouldn't die from or you can get in an accident and then like it's over for you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Well, I think I think, too, it's important to distinguish between you have a right to something and our nation is capable of providing you with right. something that will help the public at large and make it a better, healthier, safer community for everyone. And when that happens, everyone's likely to do better because now they're in better circumstances. They don't have to spend all of their energy and resources trying to battle uh, medical bills right. so that they can just survive. Now they have some some form of treatment that they can rely on uh, that won't cripple them for life. Absolutely. I mean, financially. Right. Uh, and they can go on to be productive members of society. So did you see the no wonder everyone saying this is awesome? Yes. Like it, in, we're way behind. Everybody was pissed off at first. And then once they got it, they were like, oh, wow, this is actually really great. Did you see the um, Jimmy Kimmel did a sketch? I want to say like two years ago where he went on the street and asked people what they preferred, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. Did you see that? To show how ignorant people were, and they said, oh, Obama, no. They were like, no, I don't like Obamacare because it's like taking away my freedoms and stuff. I definitely (laughs) prefer the Affordable Care Act. It was so funny. Um, But in 2014, the number of uninsured adults dropped for the very first time in, like, Forever. So, I mean, it definitely has made a difference. And um, just want to say congratulations to everybody who has insurance right now. Celebrate. Mm-hmm. That- and congratulations to, who is it, Senator Morris Rogers? Is that? Um, her name is, yeah, Mick Morris Rogers. Wow. Morris I'm like Rogers. really impressed that you just like pulled that name out of thin air. You just said it maybe 20 seconds ago. I know, baby. But some, <laughs> some days you don't even so- remember my name. Like you have the worst, <laughs> you have the worst memory of like all time. All right, Jan. Do you, do you know where you are right now? No. We're recording a podcast. We're in the hospital, right? <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I'm dead. This is the afterlife. <laughs> exactly. It's just a one long podcast. This, this is purgatory, yeah. All you have to <laughs> all you do all day long, day in and day out, is record this bomb ass podcast. Speaking of of 
people making public mistakes mm-hmm. on social media, SeaWorld started a hashtag Ask SeaWorld campaign <laughs> on Twitter, and it's been going swimmingly. Oh, that mm. was bad, Patrick. You know what? You know what though? What? Read, read, Fran saying that that was bad as jealous that my. <laughs> That my puns are better than hers. <laughs> no, because that you're was the, not you, even a pun. That was not a pun. Friend, you are the pun proponent. Pun proponent in this relationship, and I, I constantly rag on, oh you know, God. silly double entendres. I am eye rolling so hard right now that my eyes are gonna like fall out of my head. <laughs> Listen, I will admit, I love a good pun. I love a bad pun. I love all puns, really. But that was not a pun. All puns equally. Yeah, exactly. Um, I that was not really a pun, and not, the thing is, is, like people don't say swimmingly. You I know just what I mean? did, right? You did for, for the, the double entendre. Yeah, no, I get why you they killed. People I, are rolling. Do you hear that? I get why you did it, but what I'm saying is that like <laughs> it didn't really. Someone on a train listening to this podcast right now is standing up and clapping. Is dying? No. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? They're not listening to this podcast. They are like a <laughs> ra- random person who aimlessly walked onto the subway and doesn't and, know where they are. And they just lost their seat. Yeah, exactly. Um. People don't say swimmingly in like everyday conversation. And I feel like that's what really failed mm-hmm. that double entendre. It just didn't come naturally. But please tell us what happened at SeaWorld. Awful. I can't. How, <laughs> how hard you go against me when I do the things that you, I know you love. <laughs> you know what I was and talking And then you come for me. You're like a Republican. Oh, no. Listen, I was talking to a friend and she said the thing that she really likes about our podcast is that we don't agree on stuff. So you're we- finding ways to disagree? That's what you do to me all the time. No, I don't. Yes, you actually do. Okay. We're I, doing it right now. I completely agree with you, actually. <laughs> You're totally right. You disagree with me for no reason all the time. Tell us about That's what true. happened. Tell us what happened with Ask SeaWorld. Oh, so basically they just got exactly what you'd expect. The, uh, they got a million tweets saying, why are, why are you so cruel to your animals? Um, I, I have a few here. Yeah, tell us some of your favorites. Okay, these aren't these aren't as clever. You know how sometimes Twitter gets a hold of something and they make a million awesome jokes about it. Yeah, it's this, usually black Twitter. Yes, this <laughs> wasn't this wasn't that. These were people who were just coming out and saying things like, "Does your con- oh, this one's kind of funny? Does your company have this getaway with murder club? Is OJ there too? Do you guys talk over a seafood platter?" Oh, womp womp. Right, things like <laughs> when are you going to close already so it's normal for a baby to forcefully be taken from its family and sent to a different country to live with abusive strangers? <sighs> Why do brands do this? I don't understand. Like, who is in charge? SeaWorld should have known better. I just wonder at some point, I have another example of this. Are they trolling? Like, is this purposeful? I mean, not that this is going to, like, sell tickets, but it, like, gets their name out there, I guess, right? No, like, no, this isn't working for them. No, but Because here's... tweets like, do killer whales in the wild die from mosquito-borne illness like they do at SeaWorld is not good for their image. In fact, one one Twitter-er, tweeter, what, what, what is the, <laughs> one twit? <laughs> 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 I don't know the I don't know the preferred nomenclature. Oh I don't my. don't want to upset anyone. Oh my god. One tw- our, our levels are way, way up. One Twitter? No, um one Twitter user is what I would say. One Twitter user posted the New York Stock Exchange information mm-hmm. for SeaWorld, which I didn't realize was a publicly traded company, and they were down. Oh. They were down like two percent. 
Oh. Yeah. Because this isn't because this isn't good. It's not good for an image, especially one uh, company whose image is based around family wholesomeness, that yeah. sort of thing. Well, I was going to say, because I was talking to another friend who's like popular on social media, and she was saying how a lot of times when you go, when you have these meetings with like sponsors and stuff and they want to know about your social media presence, they don't care if the interactions are positive or negative. They're just looking for impressions. So if all of these people were using the hashtag, yes, people were saying like really nasty things, but can like conceivably SeaWorld could take this data and say, we did the Ask SeaWorld hashtag and then they could pull like the best ones for their like PowerPoint to their investors. And then they can say we had 80 million impressions and it doesn't matter that people were saying like nasty things. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like this is not helping their brand, but like internally they can use these numbers and show them to someone because like the internet cycle goes so, so fast. Like I didn't know about this thing and I consider myself to be very well versed in internet. Mm -hmm. And next week, no one will be talking about the ask hash, ask <laughs> the ask SeaWorld hashtag. And they will be able to use this and say millions of people used our hashtag. This was a success. That's what I mean. Right. But, but when the value of their stock has gone down 40 cents in a day, that's probably not oh, yeah. going to be something they can spin. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, that's definitely terrible. But I guess I just wanted to point out that brands absolutely, I think, sometimes do this stuff to troll us. Like, perfect example. Did you hear about the Deadline article this week that was called Pilots 2015, the year of ethnic castings, about time or too much of a good thing? <laughs> I, I know like really are they what? trolling yes i definitely believe that deadline is trolling with this basically the gist of the article was that quote the pendulum might have swung a bit too far in the opposite direction instead of opening the field for actors of any race to compete for a role in a colorblind manner there has been a significant number of parts designated as ethnic this year making them off limits for caucasian actors some agents say um, oh, some agents say that, huh? This is like their deadline didn't say that at all. They had nothing to do with saying that. There are so many levels of fail here. First of all, homegirl, everyone is ethnic. Everyone. <laughs> so, like, don't call these ethnic castings. Um, and then, as someone who's acted here and there, I have gone to so many auditions and thought, ooh, I'm reading for this part. And then you get there and then they're like, oh, actually, no, this character is supposed to be black. So now you're reading for this part. And all the other parts who are not listed as any race are off limits to women of color or black people. People or in the whatever. business, from what I've gathered, mostly through you and the, the people that you know who are in the business, it's no secret that black people get put into black roles and that all other roles that aren't specified as black parts Absolutely. or people of color, parts for people of color are for white people. Absolutely. And I even, you know, and what was so mind blowing to me is I do a little bit of voiceover, not that much, but it even happens in voiceover. Like I will get called in for McDonald's and I will get the script and you get it when you get there. Like they don't give it to you beforehand. You get there and it's like, hey girl, let's all go down to the mall and we's about to eat some chicken. Like it's so stereotypical. And if you don't read it like that, you will go into the booth and the, the person in the casting booth will be like, um, that was really great. Can you just like, um, you know, like sass it up a little bit? Like you're talking to your home girl. Mm -hmm. And it's just, they, and it's voiceover. You cannot see the person 
in the commercial, but they want like a stereotypical but black, they can see you, the, quote the, unquote. The people black. casting can see you, and so right. they want something very specific from exactly. You. And so for Deadline to then make this article and say, "Oh, <sighs> this casting season, it's not fair for white people. It's so hard for them. Like, oh, now we're casting all of these people of color." Part of me thinks, I do think she believes this, but I also think that they're trolling because guess how many people read that article? So many people who had probably never even heard of Deadline before, which is like an industry site that usually posts about who's booking what roles and Mm -hmm. what pilots have been greenlit and stuff like that. It's a very insider site. Suddenly, tons of people who've never read Deadline were rushing to that site so that they could read about this and be pissed off. And predictably like black Twitter was going, you know, nuts over this and talking about it and, and demanding that like the article got taken down and they were really upset about it. And so I think you have to be so careful with who you give your attention to online. Cause some of these, this is exactly what they want. A click is a click. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying and you can easily do that. We see news organizations, allegedly new news organizations. Right. I use that term more and more loosely as time goes on, as I see more and more trolling, like you're talking about, you can create a controversy just by having a headline that suggests a controversy. And then they fill in the article with information that isn't really particularly controversial. But they create a question to say, does all of this fairly objective and not and mostly innocuous information add up to something that's really controversial? And they can't answer that question half the time, but they can posit that question. And when they posit that question, they create the sensationalism and then they create the conversation around that sensationalism. And essentially, they're creating the conflict that they're allegedly reporting on by reporting on a conflict that doesn't yet exist. If it's that just makes like sense. Inception. It's just like, we're going to talk about something that we're going to talk about without really talking about it. Are you talking about it? <laughs> Click here. You are now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then people get upset and confused and then like everyone starts passing it around. And I really try to stay away. Well, that's one thing that I've been trying to do this year is like not put energy into things that are going to upset me. Like, I definitely think it's important when bad things happen in the news to talk about them. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, when someone will say like, hey, so-and-so did blackface in this video or said something really racist, you should watch it. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to like... Absolutely. I'm not going to give them my clicks and get upset about it. That's exactly the way that you actually make a difference in these settings. Instead of rallying towards it, instead of coming, instead of instead of going to whatever that thing is that's causing controversy and and uh, getting all the clicks and is the topic of conversation all of a sudden, you have to ignore it. Yeah. If you ignore it, it's the only way that you can affect their bottom line. Well, it's their click score or whatever it is. Well, I don't even think like ignoring it is necessarily like the right word. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying ignore it as in pretend it's not there. Right. But if there's something that's a problem that's caused by a site, for instance, or a news organization or a TV show, or a TV show then you stop watching that TV station. Right. You know, or, you know, if you have to respond to it at that moment because it's that egregious, I'm not saying let everybody go and take it and run with it in the wrong direction because right. you, they need to be checked by other people who who have you know the opposing viewpoints if you completely ignore it you're going you know you can yeah. potentially let let it run rampant absolutely but uh it should be challenged but you should be but you need to challenge without and carefully challenge them so you don't give them any any more clicks right. or any more views because or they're just they're profiting for. off of those things and i think especially online people have really 
Um, Mickey Kendall, who's someone that I follow on Twitter, she said this. She said, black rage is profitable. And I think it's so true. There are so many black people on Twitter. We are like the most engaged users on Twitter. And if you say the wrong thing, black Twitter is going to go in on you. Mm -hmm. And And it is a good thing. I think it's really important that people get held accountable. But a lot of times we are driving so much traffic to Mm -hmm. these people and they're suddenly like, wow, we are trending worldwide. Wow, our Google results are through the roof. And for them, it it still helps their bottom line. If you are viewing those ads on their website, money is going into their pockets. It certainly can. So you have to be really smart about what you view on the Internet and like what you invest time and energy into because a lot of these people are relying on pushing your buttons you know and what? getting you upset. You know what might might be um, some sort of workable solution to this, and I don't I don't know, but you know, and there might be organizations out there that try to do something like this, like some semblance of of you know some some gatekeeper organization that will view this stuff and sort of digest. Oh, there's it a set. site. That Is there can... something like that that says that says here 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 are places. Uh, or or content makers that you should avoid because of their history of exploiting Ooh, X, Y, and Z. I don't know about that, but I do know that there's a site called do not link.org or do not link.com and mm-hmm. you can use that to link to things that you don't want them to like profit off of your page views. So basically it will like disable all the advertising on the site. So if you want to link to, for example, this deadline article, you paste the link into do not link think it's .com or maybe .org. I'm not sure. Google it. Um, <laughs> you search for it. You paste a link into that. And then it, it shows you the site in this like special browser that keeps you from being able to see the ads. And basically, it doesn't count towards their page views. Um, I'm sure there are other things like that that will give you kind of like the the back history on these brands or these websites but unfortunately there's so many like it's hard to keep up with everybody's screwed up at some point but if you hear about a piece of content that's specifically terrible like you know like all of these instances where like young people are being killed by the police and then there are these websites that post like pictures of people's dead bodies and stuff I mm-hmm. don't want to see that and people will send it to me all the time be like hey did you see this picture of this man hanging and I'm like no mm-hmm. I didn't see that I don't want to look at that you know what i mean like i don't want to upset myself and consume that you know so maybe somebody out there knows of a of a site uh and can direct us to a site that does exactly what we were talking about yeah if you have one or you know of a site definitely tweet it to us so we can shout it out next week because people people respond so well to the things that we that we say and Mm -hmm. we don't get everything right and of course we, we come in and we're not Overly prepared. We've seen things as we as we've said in the past. Speak for yourself. I'm prepared. You you talk about studies that you don't know anything about. I have a Google Doc. You tried to get into my science corner I, last week. Listen, I was all up and you in got pushed out. Your science corner. No. Um, yeah, I was, and I was. No, I was. You were in, not invited. I was back in to your science, science corner. corner. I made up my own Patrick corner that was like about stuff. It was great. So yeah, about stuff. I, I, was, I the stuff corner. <laughs> Francesca's corner of stuff. Listen, I do You're my homework it. and I pull together a Google Doc full of like little Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to give give our listeners a pat on the back here. Oh, okay. Because yes. you guys 
you guys fill in all the void. So I said something about you know, Pluto being reinstated as a planet, mm-hmm. and uh, and there were at least a few tweets that that said, you know, it's not going to happen, and and here's why. And they were right, partly because it's surrounded by other asteroids and because it orbits its own moons, and that's not very planet-like. Um, and so that's, but I, I just got me thinking, it's just like, and oh, all the, all the white people in shorts, mm-hmm. uh, they settled that for us. We get so much feedback. Yeah. I think I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read anything myself anymore. I'm coming on the show and I'm just going <laughs> to speak random things and then people will come and people will look it up and say, here's why you're wrong. And here's what you need to know about this. I'm, I'm done. I'm done doing my own work. Oh, Thank you, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm relying entirely on you now. No, I love it. I think that um, our audience has been so great just like giving us awesome feedback and and topics. I actually have a bunch of topics or questions if you want to dive into some of them from our audience. Okay, we can do that, or I can tell you all about Mike the Headless Chicken, which one of our users oh, told us about. Yeah, why we can we can we can do. We can, why don't you remind people about the Headless Chicken? Why were we talking about? That? I have not, I've completely forgotten why we were talking we about. We were talking this about headless like chicken. genetic testing or something like that, and then the Headless Chicken thing came up. I don't know. I mentioned that there was a chicken at some point that lost its head. It was it was beheaded. You know, someone was going to eat it, um, and it lived. It lived for a very long time. Anyone anyway, kept feeding it. Yeah, yeah, and they kept feeding it. They fed it little pieces of corn through its uh, its neck hole. That's so gross. Yeah, so so Mike the Headless Chicken. Somebody sent me a link to this, and I wish I wish I had. You know who you are. Yeah, because I don't have it. And up. see, that just goes to show you because over on my Google Doc, when I include comments from people on Twitter mm-hmm. or Tumblr, I also do this really cool thing where you copy and paste their username into the Google Doc, so I can I make sure that I can shout them out and give them like a little. A little shine here on the show. So thank you to the person that sent us information about Mike the Headless Chicken. Patrick did not feel that it was important <laughs> to write down your name. Oh, so that he okay. Can say what things. corner am I in now? <laughs> the corner corner. Could you be in my corner for once, shame. Stay in my corner. Do you know that song? <laughs> do you know that song? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I haven't sang any songs this whole episode. You nailed it, though. Yeah, and he sounds like that, too, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> you really, you really, you really killed it. Thank you. All right, let's answer some questions. I'm not talking about Mike the Headless oh, Chicken. Oh, I was going to try a segue and say I killed it like the like the Headless Chicken. <laughs> the Headless Chicken didn't die, though. That's the point. He eventually did, right? He died like three years later. Three he, years? Yeah. He You're was, lying. He was beheaded in April. No, that was when he was born. <laughs> Hold on a second. Your science corner sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a good wife. I'm, you know, there's going to be consequences from now on. Spouses are supposed to support one another. I'm going to demote you if you keep up this attitude. Oh, well, this actually segues into a great question I got on Tumblr from Celestial Queer, who asked, what are the keys to a successful marriage? <laughs> Threatening to demote your partner. <laughs> That's how I keep mine in check. Oh, no, but I answer for real. What are the keys? What has made our marriage successful? We are now... A year and a half in? Yeah, so we've got we've got so much experience with this. <laughs> but we've been together for a long time. Yeah, we've been together uh what eight, almost nine years now. Mm-hmm. So we've been together for forever and living together and traveling moving from one state to another together. So pretty much married. Uh in fact, very little has changed for us since we've yeah. been married. You know what I tell people whenever they ask me 
have things like, how's marriage? Has it, has it changed? I always say that being married is like going to Canada. It's a little bit different, but <laughs> That's a good analogy. pretty much the same. Like you get there and you're like, wow, the money is different colored. Like everyone's smiling. <laughs> People are smoking weed in the streets. And like everyone just, everyone has healthcare and it's paid for. Um, it's kind of like that. It's the same. I, but I think that it's a bad sign if you marry somebody and they completely change. <laughs> like that, that should not happen. You should marry someone and they stay the same. But I think the keys to a successful marriage um, would have to be like compromise and like listening. Oh, God. word of the day. Whoa. Call Pee-wee Herman. You are an asshole. <laughs> the lounge chair in the corner is going, oh, that's <laughs> What? You are so... I can't believe those words just came out of your mouth. Okay, so you don't think that I listen and compromise? <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. I you can't are, hear it with a straight face. I'm sorry. You are so <laughs> rude to me. You, you realize people are listening, right? You, <laughs> we, can, we can cut it out if it's, if it's, that, if it's that bad. But do you, want, do you want to pick something else? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think are the keys to a successful marriage? God, Patrick... You are so rude. I compromise all the time. Like sometimes you don't want to take the dogs out, so I take them out instead, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like that's oh, a, com- yeah, that, that's that a compromise that we make. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen it. Sometimes you want to sleep on the right side of the bed, <laughs> and I say, you know what? Tonight you can sleep on the right side, and I'll sleep on the left. Oh, that is that is adorable. That's really sweet of you. That is really nice of me. <laughs> I like sleeping on the right side. I like to be close, you know. To the door in case something happens, I need to run out. <laughs> in case there's a fire, you could leave me there. <laughs> How do I wait, yourself? bitch? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to be able to get to safety this, as quickly you really as are. possible. You really are on thin ice right now. Okay, well, you tell me what the keys are to a successful marriage, mister. <laughs> the keys the keys are having common ground uh, and and finding things to laugh about and enjoy together. Well, damn. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's actually a thing. <laughs> I thought that, that, that my thing um okay, yeah, but <clears throat> the things that I brought mm-hmm. up are things also. You know what I mean? Like we compromise on like what shows to watch on TV, mm-hmm. where we're gonna go, like if we're gonna go out or like hang out with friends and stuff. Like compromise is a regular part of any successful relationship. And so that should happen whether you're married or you're not married Mm -hmm. because you're not always going to agree on stuff. We disagree all the time and we have to like find that common ground thing that you talked about, which is, <laughs> is also... that a foreign concept? You're like, what? I what is that? No, I was trying have to, to find it. No, <laughs> I was trying to like pull in what you said oh, to you. say that like that's true, but that's also like that's also a form of compromise, finding common ground, right? Sort of a yes and no. You compromise at times, and you ultimately reach some sort of common ground, sometimes through compromise. Right, but so... I see what you're saying. Okay, so like, Mm -hmm. gosh, you're so rude. (laughs) But I still love you. Uh, Do you want to do another question? Sure. This is a really good one. This is from Sunny San on Twitter, and they want to know... How do you maintain a healthy lifestyle as a couple? Do you work out together? <laughs> These are hilarious. <laughs> I want to wait. I want to hear your answer to this one. Well, I did insanity this week, five <laughs> days did. in a row. You did. So, I mean, I don't know about Patrick, but your girl is really working on her fitness. I think that that absolutely addresses that question. 
I think it does, but I mean, but it doesn't answer how you maintain a healthy lifestyle. No, it, it asked how we maintain a healthy lifestyle together as a couple. Right. So what do you do? What have you been doing? I've been doing almost nothing. Actually, I've been doing, I've, I've been, I've been eating like one of those geese that's going to be turned into. Oh, the ones that the, the, what is that called when they like force feed the geese? I don't know what the process of force feeding, I think it's just called force feeding. No, it's like foie gras. Yeah, foie gras. Foie gras. I always, I I think that that's what it's called. But basically they open the geese, the, the geese's mouth and then they just shove a bunch of food down it. That's what you do? Yeah, pre- I mean, it's, it's comparable <laughs> to how I've been eating lately. My liver is probably half my body weight at this point. Oh, my gosh. The other day you were like, my stomach hurts. And I was like, why? What's wrong? You were like, I don't know. And I was like, well, you did eat checkers last <laughs> you night. Gave me, you gave me a laundry list of all the terrible things I had done to my body in like, the last 48 hours. Your stomach <laughs> hates you. We went and ate barbecue. And then you were like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I was like, well, you drank. And yeah. then you ate checkers. And then you ate like a big barbecue platter that had like it had like it was like a barbecue sampler it, it was, was like something five it was different kinds of meat and then like macaroni and cheese. you just you're i mean whatever it was it was a ridiculous amount of barbecue food it was american proportions we were joking at actually that i i de- demanded that they american sized my meal yeah it was pretty bad so i don't blame your stomach for being angry yeah. with you i'm actually really trying to get like my relationship with my stomach back together. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like I've done a lot of things that have just really like disrespected her. <laughs> and she she thought she could trust me and I lied to her. You know, I'm really I told her I wasn't going to eat dairy anymore and then I did. Mm. And so when it comes to having a healthy relationship or a healthy li- relationship with my stomach and a healthy lifestyle, I'm trying to get back on track. I'm mm-hmm. trying to win back her trust. Mm-hmm. And what do you well, what do you do to maintain a healthy lifestyle within the context of your relationship with me? Um, I like how you answered the question in the context of relationship with your stomach. Like your stomach is, <laughs> is the person that you that you share a life with. I do share a life with her. She is integral. She is a part of me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think for our relationship, how do we maintain a healthy lifestyle? Um, I don't know. We don't drink wine every night anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We stopped that. You've been drinking wine by yourself. I haven't been indulging. I did. I did a couple nights ago. I did. And I just said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to the gym in the morning. Um, I don't know. We we don't. We haven't been working out together, (laughs) but we're going to start. Right. Thank you, Sunny Santa, for making us feel terrible. Yeah. This is, I don't know where to go from here. About our life To the gym, maybe. That's (laughs) that's the only place I can think to go from here. Sid Objective wants to know, does your hubby realize how much he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio, or is he oblivious? I I pretend to be oblivious. You know you look like him. Mm Mm-hmm. I do. That's the only reason I'm into you. Really? I'm so into to you he, I've, I, he's I falling out of favor I am gonna do what am I supposed to do um what am I supposed to do I'm supposed to get married to you hey you look like Leo um are, you know that you look like him I do I mean, I've been told that by a number of people I think it's as you've gotten older you look more like him like as no when I was a, when I was young when I was in high school 16 17 I looked exactly like him yeah just you in get- the face yeah, you definitely looked like him because I remember in we went to the same middle school, high school, and all the girls were talking about you. 
I remember those days. <laughs> um, what else do you have on your little list over there? Okay, so there's a New York Times article recently written by Judith Shulovitz, and it, it explores the concept of safe spaces, but not just safe spaces. It, it explores the... Can the... you explain what a safe space is, or should I explain just for anyone that doesn't know? Okay, so when you're talking about a safe space... Usually it is one where you say we are going to define parameters about the way that we behave or the way that we talk here so that we are respectful of everyone's um, boundaries or the things that keep them feeling comfortable. So, for example, you might say in this space we don't use certain slurs or we don't use curse words or we um, we make sure to preface with trigger warnings before mm -hmm. we talk about assault or abuse because we want this to be a space where people are here and they're not going to feel uncomfortable by any things that we talk about. So a safe space is can be defined based on however you see the world or you personally, the things that are important to you or make you feel most comfortable. So it's different for everyone. Uh, so this article considers the mentality that's created by the notion that all spaces should be made safe, basically cleansed from uh, scrubbed of any sort of potentially offensive topics or controversial issues. Right. And, and, and this article suggests that what happens when it breaks out of specifically designated spaces is actually counterproductive and can be harmful to exploring these issues, especially in academic, academic settings like college campuses. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, ooh, I think this is a tough one. I think that... You have every right to say to your friends and family and colleagues or classmates, hey, these are things that I'm not comfortable with and I would like you to respect those boundaries and, and these are things that I want to talk about and I don't want to talk about. But I also think that you have to realize and understand that you can't expect that level of respect and understanding from everyone that you encounter. Like, it's just not possible. And it's it sucks. Like, there are always going to be people who say really problematic, offensive things or things that are going to possibly trigger you or, you know, stir up some traumatic history for you. Like, that is shitty and is terrible. But unfortunately, there's not a way to, like, put yourself in a bubble and protect yourself from that when you go out into the world. Mm -hmm. So I think that in an ideal situation, we should make every space safe for everyone, but that's just not really possible. Like, I don't know what's going to trigger you walking in the street because I don't know you. And mm. so if I say something inadvertently and it offends you or hurts you and I don't know you and I don't have any prior knowledge to those things, I, I can't make a safe space for you on the sidewalk because I don't I don't know you. Well, you know this, what I'm this saying? Question, the question that this raises is not whether or not it can be done, because I would agree with you, it's just not possible, but whether or not it should be done out on the street but how could, in the larger setting. That's what I mean, is that like it's not possible, so how, well, how there is could enough, it be done? Like, we, see this, we see that momentum in a lot of places. I see on Twitter all the time people saying things like, you should have provided a trigger warning before you said this. Right. And Twitter is about as public as you could possibly get, right? Right, but I mean, there are ways... You know, uh, I use TweetDeck and you can filter out certain words. Mm -hmm. So I, I do. I, I mean, it's just I think it's just so delicate because at some point there's not a there's not a way to know everything. And for example, I had never heard the word trigger warning like three years ago. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like I'm sure I said things that triggered people. 
completely unintentionally doesn't make it any less hurtful, but I couldn't give them a trigger warning because I didn't know what a trigger warning was. So like, you know, there are going to be people that are going to do things that make spaces unsafe. No, 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 no. The question is whether or not we should attempt to make all spaces safe. It's one thing to say, here's a room or here's a private chat room or something like that where you guys can have discussions that you have defined this particular space as free from any discussion of X, Y, and Z. X, Y, or Z, right? So that's different from saying out out in Twitter sphere, you know, right. in, in the general public uh, sector, you know, just saying, saying you should have provided a trigger warning. That's the mentality that this article is suggesting probably shouldn't be promoted. Again, the question I think is whether or not the common consensus should be something and we should encourage all people to be specifically concerned with whether or not they're saying something when they're speaking intelligently and not and not making insults. Right. Right. That's something different. But when you're speaking about something and you have a viewpoint on something, whether or not you should police yourself because you know somebody else out there might be offended by it. That's I, I, I think mean, that's the real question here, because that that is the sanitization of of intelligent and valuable conversation. of I debate. Know. Really? I don't know. I think that like it's really comes down to just like your own personal standards. Like I know for myself, like on my YouTube channel and on Twitter, I have made a conscious choice about the way that I speak and the things I talk about and the way that I talk about certain things mm -hmm. because I want my channel and my content to be a safe space for lots of different types of people. So for example, I used to open my videos with, Hey guys. And I stopped doing that because I know that there are lots of non-binary people. There are lots of people from different walks of life that in the gender spectrum and using, Hey guys, even though in some circles, it's seen as gender neutral. For some people, it makes them uncomfortable. And for me, I knew that it was a super easy change to just start saying, hey, friends. And it did not prevent me from expressing myself or creating artwork that I feel good about. It was a really simple change for me. And I did that for the benefit of members of my audience who expressed that they were uncomfortable with the way that I was speaking previously. Now, not everybody is willing to do that. And there are some people who... I think that's the only... Uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's, I think that's only the tip of the iceberg. We're not talking about uh, talking about the use of a word. Well, I'm that's... using that as an example. I'm just right. using that as an example to say that, like, that there are some times where you can say, this is something that makes me uncomfortable. Please stop saying this. Please stop doing this. Or this is something that I don't want in my presence and not everyone is going to be accommodating to that. And I think that that really sucks, but I also think that you can't expect every single person to be understanding, especially if they've never been exposed to those things before. And some people just don't care. I don't think that that's right, but I also think that some people are just not going to change like how they are is what I'm saying. It's not, the question is whether or not it's, it's valuable to our culture and to, and to, into worthwhile debate about important issues, whether or not we should make these attempts, not just not just in terms of single words saying, but I still think that that's you a know what, you can live your entire life without saying this word. It's not going to change you or your abilities at all. So just don't use it because some people are offended by it. I don't think that it's a bad thing to ask people to think more carefully about how they speak or how they behave in certain atmospheres in order to be um, sensitive to the people that are there. I don't think that that's unfair. I also don't think that that's impeding 
social discourse or discussions, because when you leave that space, those things still continue. We can't make the whole world stop talking about certain things or using certain language. But in certain companies, I don't think that it's unreasonable to say, hey, when you step into this room, when you come to this university, when you are in this office, we don't do these things. We know that outside in the world they happen, but we are going to insulate ourselves and protect ourselves in this space so that we can be more relaxed and have a good time. And I think that that's okay. But that's the point of the article is that 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 space that you're discussing as being defined as safe, that that is the university, which is which is supposed to be a place for debate and for forward thinking and for expression of different ideas so yeah. that they I don't know that it's I don't think I think that I I can understand why people might ask for that but I don't think it's reasonable to assume that your entire college campus is going to get behind one idea for one group of people depending on what it is Right okay yeah no you're not yeah I don't think you're understanding that but that's okay I'm sorry. I guess I just didn't. No, it's it's okay. I, I think I didn't do a very good job of explaining I it. I don't really understand. So. I mean, yeah. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that gave us ideas for this new segment where we asked Patrick about um, hip slang words. And some of the ideas that we got for the names of the segment came from um, Sakura Amelie 1979 original um, and a few others said that slanguage should be somewhere in there, which I actually like. Slanguage is great. I like that. Um, I, I, I think I also saw slang bang. <laughs> I did not like <laughs> Which is a little racy. I didn't like slang bang. Um, but, I mean, it was good, but I was kind of like, mm, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. sounds like an amateur porn film. Pushing and, it a little bit. Like, bothered me a little bit. Mm. Um, Isotis? I, I is, is is it is oh is it is mm. how did you know that because I'm very smart okay so is it is also known <laughs> as not all vampires on Twitter said slanguage B which I really liked mm -hmm. actually Emily had Baywatch like B A E which I thought was so cute you don't even know what Bay, Bay means so so you don't get that joke <laughs> um, Patrick wanted to call it the slang aptitude test. SAT. I think that that's really cute. It's too. genius. I think Slanguage B is is the winner. Is that would was there one you liked more? That's that's fine. Okay, so this week in the Slanguage B corner, your word. <laughs> Everything gets a corner. How many corners do we have? What kind of room are we in? <laughs> we have an infinite in number corner. of corners. We're in an octagon. Um, <laughs> that's the shape of our studio. That's the key to keeping a good marriage together. Okay, so do you want an acronym for your language B word or just a word? Because we have two options this Ooh, week. Pick whichever one you think is good. I, okay. don't, I don't know. So this week's language B word is slay. Slay. Could you spell it, please? S-L-A-Y. Slay. Okay. Can can I have a definition? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to give you a definition yet. I think yeah, you, you have are. to you try have to give it. Me, you have to give me the definition. I can't. No, you have to try it without without me giving you a definition. Then I'm going to give you a definition, and then you have to try it again. Because that's how Starfleet Enterprise happened. No, it isn't. Yeah, you told it me is. what it meant. You, and I... No, I didn't. I did not tell you what it meant. I said Fleek, and then you said Starfleet, and then I explained what it meant, and then you said Kendrick Lamar. So we're going to do the same way. The word is slay. Mm -hmm. I told you how it's spelled. And now you have to try and put it in a sentence. And then when I would tell you the correct meaning, then you put it in a sentence. You revise your sentence. Okay. So you cannot delay this anymore. Okay. The word is slay. I 
I would like to go to the Slayer concert. Not Slayer. It's not good. No. It's yeah, Slay. I don't know. And what... Slayer is a band. I heard Slay in there. Yeah, but the so... word is Slay. Try this again. Okay. I slayed the dragon <laughs> that was <laughs> in the Hobbit. I thought you were going to do Game of Thrones. Yeah, they, they those those dragons are still alive and kicking. Okay. Do you want me to tell Smog you? Smog is dead. Do you want me to just tell you what the definition is? Yeah, give it to me. Slay I've been for it. to kill it to succeed in something amazing. That's but that's I already said I just killed something. No, you didn't. Slaying a dragon is not the same thing as this slay. God, that's so cheesy. Because too. slaying I'm a dragon is like killing a dragon. This is to kill it like successfully to oh. do something to succeed. Oh, I I totally I totally slayed this podcast today. Yeah. You but slayed is not the word. When you what? see someone the word is slay. So for example, when you see Beyonce kicking it and doing like an awesome dance move at her concert, uh-huh. you're in the audience and you go, Slay, bitch, slay, slay. It's a directive. Yeah, it's like So I tell somebody to slay. You can tell someone to slay. Yeah, or like you're telling them to continue, like, yes, slay. That was not Do part it. of this definition. You're kill hiding it, the ball on kill me. Kill it. Succeed in something amazing. To like kill it. that person. Yeah. I just slayed this podcast. All right, I'll take it. I'm slaying this. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh my God. We have applause. <laughs> that was amazing. Victoria, oh. you just slayed. Um, do you want one more? She slayed this podcast, but I couldn't slay this podcast. Well, Is that what you're saying? Hers was more natural. Hers was more, because you said it? Yeah. <laughs> it's This is, I know it's. Yeah, you do. Um, we can do one more. If All right, you want. do it. Do it. Um, Give it to me. Okay, it's an acronym. It's G O A T. Goat. And I did. Are you going to give me what the acronym means? Stands for? No, I'm not telling you yet. You have to try on your own without me helping you. Okay. Don't, don't, don't goat me. <laughs> I'm easily upset. <laughs> no. Um. It's an adjective. Okay, okay. I'm I'm so goat that um all the people like me. What I Okay. Goat stands for greatest of all time. Oh. So you can say like someone that's is That's not that's not an adjective. It's not. That's not what an adjective is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. The greatest of all time. I think that's a noun. Like a noun. You're a goat. I'm a goat. I'm the goat. You are the goat. The greatest of all time. Why am oh, I explaining to you this language corner? No, I'm, I understand this language corner. I just used the wrong word. Yeah, okay. Uh, you lost just, some credibility. No, I'll just edit all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Where are these things coming from? <laughs> I like that this language beat now has like um, has sound effects. It's amazing. We just took this to the next level. We are in a new corner. <laughs> we are in a high production value corner. <laughs> um, well, this was a riveting episode. <laughs> we we covered so many things. Mm-hmm. We learned. We laughed. We cried. We did. We're we, stronger 
as a couple now. Harder, faster, longer, stronger. Right? Is that her song? That's close enough. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate us if you love us or if you hate us. We'll take either one. Definitely, definitely rate us because I check those ratings probably four times a day. I know. And it's... and every every week or so, there's an additional rating, and it just it just thrills me. I know. So if you could if you could please oblige and leave some ratings, that yeah, would make me happy. Tell us how much you love us and how great we are. <laughs> um, and also make sure to follow us on Twitter at Cheska Lee. Tie optional. And you can use the hashtag last name basis to send us questions or tell us what you thought about this week's episode. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was last name basis. <laughs>